The FCB Radio Network, where real talk lives. Thank you for tuning in and listening to Power of the Word Prophetic Church. Pastors Derek and Belinda Minor, we thank you right now and may God bless you for listening and tuning in. If you have your Bibles, we're going to Genesis, the fourth chapter. As I was praying this week and asking God for a word, the Spirit of the Lord dropped into my heart to deal with this topic on anger. Rage, wrath, bitterness, unforgiveness. Amen. We will probably raise our hands that we have had in our past some anger issues. Can you say amen? Amen. Amen. And some of us are still dealing with anger issues of what has happened to you in the past, what someone has done to you. Because face it, life is not always fair. Life is not always what you thought it would be. We have sometimes been abandoned by our loved ones. There are people today with mother issues, daddy issues, all types of anger issues, and don't know how to deal with the anger that's on the inside of us. Now, anger is an emotion that God gave us. The Word of God says be angry but just don't sin. But to be real, a lot of us don't get to that point. When we get mad, we just let it go, don't we? Amen. So we're going to deal with how to control your anger, how to, to deactivate the rage button. Amen? And we hope that we are blessed to you this morning. We're going to teach it. It's going to be interactive, so we're going to deal with some issues this morning. Genesis the fourth chapter deals with the first instance of anger. And we all heard the story. We're going to read. I'm reading out of the NOT this morning. Go ahead and go with this this morning. Now, Adam had sexual relations with his wife, Eve, and she became pregnant. When she gave birth to Cain, she said, with the Lord's help, I have produced a man. Later, she gave birth to his brother and named him Abel. When they grew up, Abel became a shepherd, while Cain cultivated the ground. When it was time for the harvest, Cain presented some of his crops as a gift to the Lord. Abel also bought a gift, the best of the firstborn lambs from his flock. The Lord accepted Abel and his gift, but he did not accept Cain and his gift. This made Cain very angry, and he looked dejected. Why are you so angry? Glory to God. The Lord asked Cain, why do you look so rejected? Will you be accepted? You will be accepted if you do what is right. But if you, if you refuse to do what is right, then watch out. Sin is crouching at the door, eager to control you. But you must subdue it and be its master. Amen? You may be seated. 
Christ, the Lord, asked a question of Cain. Why are you so angry? And that question could be asked of us. Why are we so angry? We're angry when we drive. How many got problems with control when you're driving? Anger, anger issues. Amen. I'm raising my hand. I'm one. Amen. Just get out of my way and just let me get where I got to go. Amen. Why are we so angry? A legitimate question. Because there are times when we're angry and don't even know why we're angry. You ever wake up just mad in the morning? You just wake up mad. I mean, you wake up, you wake up mad. I mean, ain't nobody did anything to you, ain't nobody said anything to you, but you just wake up with an attitude. You wake up angry. Wake up mad at the world. The Bible says in the book of Psalms, the second chapter, why are the nations so angry? We're living in an angry world, aren't we? Oh, yeah. People are angry because Trump won the election. People are angry because they didn't get their food stamps on time. Somebody say amen. amen. People are angry because of this issue, because daddy was not there when I grew up. So because daddy abandoned me, I have anger issues. Somebody was angry because somebody was unfaithful in a relationship. There are many reasons why we have this anger. Anger is an emotional response to an emotional pain or a physical pain. When you're hammering something, you're doing, you would kick your toe and get angry and really get mad and just start just wailing at the mouth, just, just cussing and just mad. Because you feel that your anger is going to change your condition. But that's like fighting fire with fire. It don't change anything, does it? What anger does, anger just masks the pain. When the anger leaves, the pain and the hurt is still there. That's why we use anger as a mask sometimes. People have been shot and get so mad, they don't know they've been shot because they're so angry, so mad. And the Bible says anger, it rests or resides in the bosom of fools. In other words, that's a simmering anger, an anger that just sits there. Because there are people who are so quiet, but you don't know inside them is a, is a boiling volcano, just ready to erupt anger issues. He asked, why are you so angry? What is your problem? Why can't you get along with other people? There are people who say, well, I don't get along with other women. Can you say amen? amen. Anger issues. There are people who say, well, I just don't trust anybody. Amen. Anger issues. Why are we so angry, mad all the time? You can't enjoy life by being angry. Angry at everything. Angry at everybody. Every time we get into a new relationship, we bring that anger with us. We come carrying our, our bags of luggage of anger, bitterness, rage, madness sometimes, angry. We have to learn how to deactivate that anger button because 
Anger, again, rests in the bosom of fools. It says, be angry and what? Sin not. But too often, when I feel that surge coming, we don't know how to deactivate it, do we? We just start speaking our mind, telling off everybody who's in our way out of anger. A lot of times, we're afraid to let go of our anger because I'm afraid that if I forgive you, I got to stop being mad. We're afraid that if I let my anger go, then you're going to get away with something. So we stay mad, don't we? We stay angry because my defender, my offender, will get away with it if I don't stay angry. So we keep that anger bottled up inside of us to the point where it affects our health, it affects our spiritual life, it, is, it helps everything we come in contact with because we're always angry. We always have to tell somebody off to vent this anger. But again, all I'm doing is fighting fire with fire. When you got fire with fire, you got, you got a, a forest, don't you? We allow our emotions to control us. And Christ said, don't let your anger control you. And we give in to our anger. We allow our anger to dictate our actions. I'm angry, so I gotta speak my mind. I'm angry, so I've got to make sure that they know that I'm angry, don't we? Or some of us, we do this. We angry, but we just quiet. I'm not gonna speak to you because I'm, I'm angry. We go with the silent, husbands are good at that. We go with the silent treatment. I'm just not gonna say anything, amen. Because I don't wanna, but that's still angry, isn't it? That's still anger. Now I'm just gonna be quiet, not gonna say anything. But your body language shows your true inside, doesn't it? It shows that you are still angry. Because watch this, she go to touch you, you, Y'all know what I'm talking about married people. You scoop close to them, angry, amen? Somebody say amen. Body language shows your true feeling. So we're going to go into some depth. You got your, you got your little notes here. We're going to talk about some of these issues right here. Indignation. You have been, you have been, this week, you all should have felt indignation. You know, I'm going to tell you why. How many of you were mad when you discovered that five-year-old was killed by the mother? You felt indignation, didn't you? You felt outraged because that's justified anger because of an injustice. Anytime there's an injustice, you should feel anger. Now watch this. Now the problem with the mother was what? She had anger issues. She didn't, could not control her anger, and because she cannot control her anger, she ended up destroying her child. Anger will destroy. Now I'm sure it was not her intention to kill her child, but because of her anger, again, the, the Lord says anger or sin, it crouches. You ever get so mad and do something and say, I don't know why I did that? Because anger, again, control. 
indignation. You feel that simmering anger provoked by injustice. When you feel an injustice, anger automatically comes in your spirit, doesn't it? Because you feel like, I'll give you a perfect example of this. You're on your job, you're both working, your co-worker. You work harder than them, but they get the raise. What happens? You're mad, aren't you? Anger comes in. Anger comes in. You feel indignified because of some injustice. Now, you got two ways of handling that. You can act the fool, like most of us do. Somebody <laughs> say, man, we go to our boss and we, we just. Or you can say, you know what? Congratulations. Congratulations. Because understand something. Emotional comfort in the East of the West comes from God. Yes, Lord. So you know what, Lord, if, if it wasn't my time, it's not my time. I'm just going to buy. But most of us will do what? We'll act a fool. Amen. We'll act a fool because we feel indignation. Why wasn't I chosen? Why wasn't I picked? Why wasn't I recognized? I feel like my rights have been revoked. Wrath. What, what is wrath? Burning anger accompanied by the desire for revenge. How many ever felt that way sometimes? That's what wrath is. Wrath is when anger go, when anger go past the sun go to, going down, here comes wrath. Because wrath says, I'm going to pay you back. That's what wrath is saying. I'm going to get you back for what you've done. That's what wrath is. It's beyond the anger point. That's what the Bible says. Don't let the sin, don't let the sun go down on your anger. So be angry, but don't sin. Don't let the sun goes down. Sometimes that sun went up and down four or five times when you get over your anger. It says, what happens is rage comes in. So I'm going to pay you back for what you've done. You mistreated me, I'm going to get revenge. And when you take revenge, you're telling the Lord, I'm God. Because vengeance belongs to who? The Lord. God. So when you, take, when you take revenge, you're telling God, I'm God. I'm going to take revenge. You have no right to take revenge. Why? Because revenge belongs to God. You have to leave vengeance in God's hands. So it says, don't allow the sun to go down and you still have anger because it will carry over to rage to get back at somebody. And we often do that, don't we? We, wanna, we want our revenge. We want to do, we want them to feel what we feel. So we hurt with our tongue sometimes, with our actions sometimes, because I want to take revenge out. Fury. Powerful force compelled to harm or destroy. I've seen some of my friends get so mad, they'll break their own furniture up. They'll throw things, break things, because of anger. It's a furious, so mad, that you want to destroy something. That's what the mother did to the five-year-old. Fury. That's rage. So angry that I got to destroy. I just got to hurt something. That's a dangerous type of anger. Because what the devil wants to do is for you to escalate from anger to wrath to fury now. That you have got to destroy something. And some of you destroy your relationships because of your anger, amen? amen. Because you gotta destroy. It's almost like self-sabotage, that I just gotta destroy, I don't care. Because when you're really furious like that, you don't care. 
And when you in that spirit of you don't care, a powerful force comes on you. And that force is demonic spirit, amen? That's what the Bible says, don't give the devil a foothold. Because if he gets a foothold in your anger, it's going to become destructive. You break things up. You destroy things. You destroy people. Why? Because I am so furious. I'm so angry. You're giving the devil space to operate. Rage. Blazing anger. You, you ever seen rage before? Yeah, I have it. I mean, it's like a fire out of control. Even our children. When, you're, when our little babies are young, you, saw, you ever seen them throw a tinter tantrum? That, that anger in them, you ever see that? Now, they're babies, you don't, I mean, what you do to them? But they throw their backs back and rage comes out. Rage comes out, why? Because we're born in sin. And that anger starts when you, a little, small, little baby, that anger's there. Blazing anger, resulting in the loss of self-control. Often followed by remorse, regret. I can't believe I did that. You ever been there? Yeah. You get so, that anger just blew up. I mean, it's now it's a fire, so it's a roaring fire now. And a fire destroys everything that's what? In its way. Everything. It burns up everything. And it's always followed by regret. Oh, I'm so, I'm so sorry. I'm sorry I hurt your feelings. I'm sorry I did. You ever been there? That's why... You can't allow yourself to get to that point. You can't allow anger to keep boiling. Let's go over some other things. Prolonged anger. I'm here to use a crock pot. It's, it's, it's a slow cooker, isn't it? Mm -hmm. As, some of anger is like that, isn't it? It's held in for a long time. That's, can we be real this morning? How many of you are angry about something It's still there? You see your hands. You're angry. It's like simmering. Just, it's just been there for a long time. That anger just boiling. It's boiling and boiling. It's a slow cooker. It's like, when it's like that way, it's almost like you really can't tell it's there because it's, it's on, the fire is on low. It's steadily getting hot. It's simmering. Because when anger simmers like that, you start walking in unforgiveness. Because you won't release the person that has harmed you, that have did something to you. That's why, again, it says, be angry but don't sin. Don't allow the sun to go down. Why? Because unforgiveness will set in when somebody has hurt you. And they show no remorse. How do you handle that? When they hurt you, they have no remorse at all. They may have molested you. They may have raped you. They may have hurt you. They may have cheated on you. And all this rage is on a slow cooker. And every now watch this. Everybody you get involved with, because you're on fire on the inside, it's like an implosion. Because you don't destroy buildings by putting, suppose on the outside, do you? You put explosions on the what? The inside. The building implodes. It's an explosion on the inside. The devil wants anger to simmer in you because it's like setting up a charge that eventually you're going to implode. And what happens is your building comes down. 
what you're building, it collapses because that unforgiveness, that anger has been simmering for a long time. And one day, somebody's going to push the button and an implosion. Your life simply falls apart because all that explosiveness is on the inside. I'm going to talk about something that I, I'm going to skip for a second. This talk about something. A lot of times with what Terry's talking about, about forgiveness, I'm going to give you some facts about forgiveness. Forgiveness is based on our choice to be obedient to God and release our anger to God. Forgiveness is always a choice. Forgiveness is not based on relationship. Can I say that again? Forgiveness is not based on re relationship. What happens is I feel that if I forgive them, I got to be reconciled with them. That is not true. Can I prove it? Because forgiveness is a one-way street. It stands out. Reconciliation requires two parties. If they refuse to change, I don't got to be reconciled to them. I can forgive them. I can release them. But I don't have to be reconciled to them. The Bible says, if you go to your brother, if he don't receive you, it says, what do you do? It says, you bring another witness. Two, it says that if they don't receive the witness, take them to the church. If they don't receive the church, it says, let them be as a Republican, a publican, or a sinner. In other words, have nothing more to do with them. Why? Forgiveness does not require reconciliation. The problem is we think, well, because I forgave them, I got to be attached to them. You do not. You do not. You simply forgive our obedience. You wait. Reconciliation requires two people. Amos 3.3 says, how can two walk together except they be what? In agreement. I can't be reconciled with you if we are not in agreement. I will forgive you, but I don't gotta have lunch with you. Somebody say amen. amen. So the we say amen because we feel like, well, I gotta, I gotta go hug. No, you do not. You don't have to do that. Why? It requires two extreme. If they are not changing, I'll give you a perfect example of this. As a pastor, you deal with abuse in the church. Relationship. People, there are people who are abusive. I would never tell a wife, go back to a husband who's abusing you. Forgive them, but you don't got to be reconciled to them until they change. Somebody say amen. amen. If there is no change, no, don't go back to that. Why? Because there is no change. Reconciliation requires change. Watch this. Forgiveness is given, but trust is earned. And I don't, I can forgive you, but I don't got to trust you. Why? You have to earn my trust. Amen? Amen? So we say angry because we feel like I got no, you don't have to trust them until they earn. Trust is always earned. Christ said that you are unfaithful in a few things, you'll be unfaithful in the many. In other words, I got to be able to trust you. If there is no trust, you don't got to be reconciled. You have to have trust. It is earned. It is not just, you just don't give trust out. You have to earn trust. Amen? That's where the confusion lies. Because we feel like, well, if I'm reconciled, I got to No, I don't got to trust you again. I'm going to wait until I see a change. Because you have to earn back my trust. Understand that. Forgiveness has nothing to do with that. Forgiving means forgiving, letting go of debt. 
They didn't go over debt. I'll give you a perfect example of that. You give somebody $1,000 and they don't pay you back. I can forgive the debt. Why you give them again $1,000? Be careful there. Be careful there. Amen. You won't do it, will you? Why? Because of the trust. You have to trust. You are not required to, to do that. You have to earn trust. If there is no trust, I have been giving you, forgiving a debt is forgiveness. I've been giving the thing that you did to me. But I don't have to trust you. You have to earn my trust back. So we say angry for no reason because we feel like I got to get involved with, no, you do not. You don't have to do that. You have to, you be reconciled. Watch this. Donnie, stand up for a minute. If I do Donnie wrong and Donnie comes to me, ask forgiveness. Now, he's done his part. If I Receive it and ask Donnie, I'm sorry, I did you wrong. It says be reconciled to your brother. That means restore relationship because I demonstrated regret and wanting to be reconciled to my brother again. So now I'm reconciled because what reconciliation is, is restoration of a relationship. Forgiveness focuses on the offense. Reconciliation focuses on the relationship. When you reconcile, that means I'm focusing on, I want to restore my relationship. I'm going to tell you something personal that happened to me. Three years ago, me and my dad fell out. I, we had just lost a relative a few months prior to that. And my life, my dad was real hard, harsh man sometimes. And he would say anything out of his mouth. He would just down me. And one day we got into it. I didn't say anything. I didn't say a word. I let him vent. I said, Dad, I'm walking. I walked out of the house. I was angry. And I kept deciding, baby, see I kept deciding. And that happened in October. And the same thing. And every Thursday, I would go take his trash out. So I wouldn't go. I said, you know, I'm not going over there. I'm not going to be bothering my dad. Because I don't want to hear his mom. So I wouldn't go. Um, around Christmas time, the Lord spoke to me and says, Call your dad. We should be Merry Christmas. I said, no. I'm not going to do it. I love my dad, but I'm not going to do it with my dad. I said, I don't want to hear his mouth. He was out of town. The next day, after Christmas, he died. My mother called me and said, your dad, is, your dad passed away. I was, I was just in shock. Because I thought I had more time. Because I was just say, I'll just let things pass, and then we'll be reconciled. That's why I said, I'm not. Taught this priestess, and I was my, I was so angry on the end. Now, I didn't, it was no outward expression of anger. I just said to myself, I'm not gonna be, I'm not gonna do it, my dad. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna not gonna call him. I'm not gonna take his trash out. I'm like, let my brother take his trash out. I'm not gonna do it no more. I'm gonna let somebody else do it. And I, that little, still, small voice kept telling me, go take his trash out. Go do what you're supposed to do. Be a good son. I refused. I said no because I don't want to get your argument with my dad again. I'm tired of hearing negative comments. You ever get your parents like this as a negative all the time? Because so I don't want to be around him. And I kept ignoring that still, small voice until it was too late. All because of my anger was not an outward expression. It was inward. 
No one knew. I was angry. I just wouldn't go. I just didn't say, you know what, I'm not going to call him. I didn't talk to him for, for day we, we had an argument. Today he passed. I never said a word to him. Never called him. We didn't, we didn't call each other. We didn't say anything. And I let that anger just simmer until the anger took away my chance to be reconciled to my father. And that's why the word of God says, be angry and don't let the sun go down. Because you never know when's your last opportunity to be reconciled. The Bible says, as much as lies in you, live peacefully with all men. It means as long as up to you trying to make peace. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall see God. Peace is a powerful force. When you lose your peace, you lose your power. When anger comes in, anger is a powerful force that controls your emotions because it makes you lose your common sense. Things that you would normally do, you won't do because you are so angry. Let's go back over. Again, when someone shows regret, be reconciled. Go restore the relationship with them if they are showing remorse and you see a, not just a one-time change, a consistent change. Don't get fooled by a one-time change. Look for what? Consistency. Are they continuing up? Are they continuing? You look for that. So with anger because, again, anger is just giving. You don't have to wait until you feel you do it out of what? Obedience. Because as you have received forgiveness, you give forgiveness. As, as long as God's forgiving you, you ought to be forgiving somebody else. Because as you forgive, God forgives you also. If you do not forgive, guess what happens? God won't forgive you. You can't forgive you. Why? Because you walk into disobedience. So our anger keeps unforgiveness in us, don't it? I don't want to talk to them. I don't want to deal with them no more. Unforgiveness. We, are, we won't let go. When you forgive, you are letting go of a debt. You're wiping it clean. You're letting say, you know what? I'm going, to, I'm going to give this to God. Cast all your care upon him, for he cares for you. We hold on to our anger, don't we? We'll give up everything else, but we will hold on to that anger. How can you tell when you're angry, Robert, stand up a man? I could be having a good time in church. I could be worshiping God and praising God, and all of a sudden, Robin walks in. What? I don't see that example. What happens? <laughs> Your whole disposition changed, don't it? Oh, here they come. Mm. You're still angry, aren't you? How can I tell I'm angry? When I see her coming down, I'll go the other way. Somebody say amen. I want to avoid. I don't want, I'm going to avoid because I am still, I said I'm not angry, but I still, I want to avoid because I'm really angry. And I don't want, and what I'm walking is is unforgiveness. Exactly. What, what happens? She is controlling my emotions. Think about that. You could be happy until you said person now, what you giving them, you giving them power over your emotion. They have, now they happy and carefree, you mad and bitter and having a heart attack all because you won't let go of your anger. 
They go, I'll live you. Why? Because you're holding all that bitterness in you, and it is poison. The Bible calls it what? The root of bitterness. It will poison you. It's spreading like a throughout your body, poisoning you. Everything you touch becomes poison because of anger. I'm mad, so I won't associate with them. It's my sister in the Lord, and I refuse to deal with her. I don't want to talk to her because, watch what happened. Because one Sunday I said, pray the Lord, and she didn't hear me, so I'm mad. Now, a young man like that, or better yet, somebody sat in your seat that you sit in every Sunday, and they should have known, they a visitor, they should have known better that that's your seat. It got your name on here. They didn't sit in your seat. Now you don't want nothing to do with them. You are so mad over a seat. Amen. You believe me, happened to child. I've seen that happen to church so many times. People get an attitude because somebody sat in their seat. Parking spot, parking spot, amen. That's my parking spot. That's why we ain't got no seat reserved. No reserving anything in their seat. This is Pastor Belinda Minor from Power of the Word Prophetic Church. I wanted to take this opportunity to just say thank you so much for supporting the radio ministry. If you would like to drop by our Facebook page, it's Power of the Word Prophetic Church. Please contact us and reach out to us. We'll continue to keep you and your family lifted up. God bless you and we love you today. The FCB Radio Network. First class broadcasting worldwide. Hey yo, this is E-Will from the Outlaws Radio Show. Make sure you tune in to my new show, Necessary Roughness, on ESPN Radio in Mansfield. Sunday morning, 8 a.m., 97.3 FM, WRGM AM 1440. And you can tune in anywhere on the ESPN app.